0: Hey everybody, this is Augie Smith, and you are listening to PF's Tape Recorder.
1: Hello there, I'm PF, this is my tape recorder. Coming up, our old friend Tim Slagle's a new wave daddy from way back.
2: Who knew? I always opposed oldies. For me, it's like, why do you want to go back? It's uh, And uh, I, I hate to admit, I've been enjoying the heck out of it.
1: Yeah, Tim's been on the show, gosh, at least four or five times. He's on once a year for his visits up there to Minneapolis to perform at the Acme Comedy Company. And we usually talk about politics and disagree on a bunch of stuff, but we didn't do that this time. We talked about nothing but music. Uh, he's also uh, the subject of the dumb bit, and then we confront him with that uh in the interview it's a lot of fun so first let's get to that dumb bit oh and we have a fun song of the week coming up by the way that also fits into the whole uh, music and 80s theme of today's show okay dumb bit first it's time for
0: it's facebook not factbook
1: so there I was on the internet, as usual, minding my own business, as I always am, and uh, I kind of had a terrible week, and uh, and I just thought, you know, I see all the political posts, and as you know, I'm all worn out on those, and then someone post, either it was on Twitter or Facebook, something about, it was the, uh, this is back at the beginning of July, uh, or middle of July, it's the uh, anniversary of Live Aid, the Live Aid concerts in London and Philadelphia back in 1985, I thought, oh, how fun, what a fun memory, you know, nothing political, I mean slightly but not very it was you know music and helping people and all the great uh, bands that performed in, in both cities at both concerts and uh so i i posted a couple pictures of the performers i enjoyed the most that day uh mid of course bob Geldof and boomtown rats and all those oh and um i loved uh mick jagger and tina turner with hollow notes the hollow notes performed first and then they stayed to be their backup band which was so cool anyway fi- post pictures of all that And then uh, people are posting their pictures. Oh, I like this act. I like that. Oh, I like that. My buddy down in Florida, uh, Brian, said someone had a big alarm flag, but the alarm didn't perform. That's his favorite, man. And then here comes our old friend Tim Slagle, friend of the show, to throw a big wet blanket on the thing, and uh, he starts to, he throws this thing that Spin did from like 20 years ago, saying that the money, and you may have heard this before, the money from the Live Aid concerts was used to uh, buy arms, it wasn't used to buy food, and people bought this for a long time, and then uh, it kind of went away, and then someone brought it back up again in 2010, I think it was, Uh, The BBC did, as well as, I believe, the Daily Mail in Britain. And uh, so this went on for about six months. uh, And it infuriated Bob Geldof because, well, guess what? It wasn't true. It wasn't true at all. It wasn't even close to being true. So uh, Bob Geldof threatened uh, action and the uh, both, well, here, this, this is what happened. But an investigation found that there was no evidence to back up the claims that were made. And that's what's forced the BBC to make this apology and admit that the programme was misleading and untrue.
2: That's essentially all the BBC can do.
1: Uh, I'm sure there'll be uh, other journalists, not just in the BBC, but in any any news organisation
2: who will uh, look at the original programme, look at the allegations that were made and say, well, they ought to have been more careful.
1: They've also said sorry to Bob Geldof. In a statement, he said the BBC's misleading and unfair coverage had the potential to be extremely damaging to public faith, not only in Band Aid, but also other charitable campaigns and people's willingness to donate their cash to disaster funds. So both uh, the newspaper and uh, the BBC, which by the way, that clip was from Sky News, who I'm sure enjoyed uh, telling people that the BBC was wrong on something, and that they got a big charge out of that. But yeah, they had to apologize. And, and Tim posted the thing from uh, the Daily Mail from six months before the false article. And, and like Tim, I look at the one I posted before that. It says that they were wrong and they apologized. And he comes back with like, oh, well, spin didn't retract theirs. It's bloody spin. Who cares? Look, if I want to know what the best one-hit wonders are of all time or the most important 90s grunge groups are for my 90s reunion party, spin is my source. But for any kind of socio-political goings-on, no thank you. I will still go with the BBC uh, who you now they were wrong and that you think it would have rebelled in that? And said, well, look, you always trust the BBC. Well, they get it wrong sometimes, and, and they do, but they did apologize and they knew they admitted their mistake. So just remember, kids,
0: it's Facebook, not factbook.
1: Tim Slagle is a stand-up comedian who is based in Chicago, Illinois. He's also a political commentator, as we like to say. Uh, He's one of our good libertarian-tributive friends. He's very smart, very well-informed. He's just wrong a lot of the time. So here now is our interview. Oh, and no political talk this time with Tim Slagle. Hey. Hey, what's up, man?
2: Me.
1: Okay, let me... uh... (laughs) Let me make sure I got this. i uh, using a little different setup this time. Uh, maybe I need to move closer to my laptop here. There we go. All right. So, um, yeah, my old mixer doesn't really work anymore for this, and it, people weren't really able to hear me. So I'm going to just put this here and talk close over here, and I think we'll be okay. All right. So. Uh, I, hear
2: you. I hear you just fine.
1: Okay, good. Now you're coming in loud and clear, and I'm just making sure that I'm getting picked up on the uh, on, on the Audacity, which, which, I, which I appear to be. So. Uh, so cool, man. So, uh, what's up with you? How you been? I've been okay. Good, good. I'm still mad at you, man. <laughs> what, what, what did I do? I was, I was minding my own business. I was, I've had kind of a, uh, not has a terrible summer, but it's been a challenge. And, uh, so I was sitting there one morning on Facebook and my, uh, my friend's sister, who I know real well, big music fan, she posted, it's Live AIDS anniversary. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. What a fun memory. So I posted <laughs> my picked there's some pictures. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, people are like, oh yeah, I remember watching that. And my friend says, oh yeah, we we didn't get all the feed because uh, you know MTV and, and 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 then Tim Slagle chimes in with, that oh, was all a big scam. R- uh, Geldoff robbed everybody. I'm like, what the fuck, man? I'm just having a good childhood
2: memory. And you can I with your didn't big say Geldof robbed everybody. Well, you I, had this some rubbishy I, article I, I, from
1: Spin that that was disproven by the way years ago, and the BBC and the Daily Mail had to apologize to the man
2: uh I'm not exactly sure that it was entirely discredited, but it does it does seem that the money ne- the money that was raised by the effort never really uh got to the effort as as intended it, it's there's a lot of speculation that the money that was raised was used to buy weapons and fund the military which was all
1: which all proven to be bullshit but anyway, um even back then though. <laughs> Even, But even back then when I was, you know, what was I, 19? Uh, and I was watching and I was like, you know, there probably is a more efficient way to help these folks. But, I mean, this is still, you know, at least it, it's making people aware there is a problem and things like that. So I, I wasn't surprised at first when I heard that because those accusations came out pretty quickly um, and weren't, weren't disproved until years and years later. But, um, I mean, I wasn't surprised because you go in an area like that and, of course, you know, it's not going to go off as planned, certainly.
2: Yeah, singing a singing singing a pretty song, uh, hoping to change the world. I mean, it's a great it's a great intention, but not really realistic. I uh, it, it, for me the, that whole that whole movement, I was always cynical. It's like, oh my gosh, look at these rock stars coming together to to, to solve a problem. Well, you know, if they, these rock stars donated a percentage of their money. Uh, uh, yeah, it would have been a lot more than it was raised on those yeah, albums. I, I mean they, I, yeah, they came I just, in they came in and sang one line a piece. Oh right. my god, what sacrifice they put out huh yeah I,
1: I get that From a musical <laughs> standpoint it was cool. they were all on you know one record and it was and look, I'd never seen Ultravox play live before so it was cool <laughs> even though um who's the guy off of uh, just shoot me George Siegel uh, wouldn't shut up. And he kept saying, Oh, these guys are really big in England. Yeah, shut up, George. Can I hear them sing now? Though so it was just the <laughs> memories. I have more memories of that kind of thing and staying up till midnight and then going over to my friend's house because we had the ABC feed and my friend's uh, sister uh, went to the relative's house across town to tape the MTV feed. So we had to go to her house at midnight and tape the stuff that we missed. And oh, it was just, it was just crazy. So from, from a musical standpoint, it's a whole different thing. And, uh, that's all I was saying. It was just a way for me to relive a nice childhood—not childhood, but a, uh, a nice memory from my younger days—and not worry about all this other rubbish that's going on. But um.
2: And the other thing, the other thing that I that I've noticed is that uh, Feed the World has had more legs over time than. Uh, uh, oh no, no, I'm sorry. Uh, Do they know is Christmas? Yes, has more legs. Yeah, uh, than feed the world. I, you hear, do they know it's Christmas almost every Christmas season? You do, yeah. But feed the world has well, not well, really, we, become, a, the not world, really yeah. become
1: a Christmas. It's Obviously. funny, too, because um my friend Pat on his show, they played a clip. I don't know what they were talking about with it, but they played a, a, some clips of it. And in retrospect, even though I'm not a big fan of – I'm more of a fan of the artists that were on Band-Aid than I am on uh, USA for Africa. But they he played parts of it. I'm like, actually, this is pretty cool. Even though I don't have, you know, the Cindy Lauper part is cool, the Bruce part is cool. But yeah, it is interesting how um, how Band Aid has had uh, more legs, uh, even though you could argue that there were bigger superstars on uh, on We Are the World. I wonder why that is. Because I mean, it's not. I mean, it's not like it's a much better tune than We Are the World. Certainly, I don't
0: know.
2: Uh, maybe maybe the Michael Jackson association. Maybe oh, that's
1: oh uh, yeah. There you go. I bet that's sour of the water. Yeah, there you have but it. But
2: it. it's also it's also it's fun on the uh, the the uh, the, the uh, do they know it's Christmas one? I confuse them so I yeah I, yeah. I, I do the lyric yeah. <laughs> uh, what, what, what's funny funny on that one is is very few of the singers on that one still have careers, whereas whereas most all of them on Live Aid oh, I got it right uh, do. Yeah, that's yeah, they're
1: still all bopping around uh still.
2: And in fact, I, I believe I believe that the uh, the 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 that, that uh uh I, I I mean it's actually a fun game. It's listen okay, can you name this washed up 80s star? Okay, uh was he was he ever imprisoned, and is he still alive? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <And a lot laughs> of,
1: nice drinking uh, game there. Yeah, we had um <laughs> Majure, who co-wrote a uh, drinking game. Midjour, who co-wrote "Do They Know It's Christmas," was uh, on the show uh, a couple of years ago. So, if you folks want to just just Google "PS Tape Recorder Midjour," and that's probably the fastest way to find it. Uh, but yeah, you can. Uh, we talked about uh, writing the song and getting everybody together and all that. It was a lot of fun. Um, so, what's up with you otherwise, man? Uh, you being up in your yearly trip up to minneapolis of course Are you raring to get in front of the crowd more so it's
2: actually it's actually i have i actually have two i get, I get two trips a year cuz i also, oh, produce, right. the, uh, Crash I also produce the i also produce the cracks and burn series
1: yeah people love that by the way
2: yeah it's, uh, it's uh, we're going we we're, we're, we're cleared for the 8th year um, um um i've been talking i've been talking to a few acts i have no idea who they it's going to be this year but wow. uh, uh for the listeners, if they don't know what Crash and Burn is, I put together myself and uh, uh, three other headliners, and we all spend a week trying to write a brand new twenty minute set that is uh, that has never been performed before. So that's uh, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. And, and did, that
1: until uh, like it comedy's fixing out as no, I've spoken to some people that have taken part in that show. And some people are like, this is, it was great. I came up with a lot of great stuff. And a lot of people are like, man, it was, it was fun, but it was really a struggle. <laughs> and, you know, and they're very honest. They're like, I'm, I don't think my stuff was as good as so-and-so's or vice versa. They'll say like, well, I think I, I did, I surprised myself. So it's really an interesting, it sounds like it's a really interesting, uh, you know, uh, show in terms of, you know, watching the creativity in action, as Steve Martin used to say.
2: Yeah, what it is for me, it's a, it, it, it's a realization of the lack of discipline in my life. I mean, if I can actually come up with 20 new minutes over the period of a week, what the hell am I doing the rest of the year?
1: <laughs> True. What are you doing the rest of the year? <laughs> yeah,
2: I don't. I know you've got
1: <laughs> you've got a podcast too, and, yeah. And then uh, and so and that you do that with um, with someone from Minneapolis, actually. Someone I'm well,
2: actually, actually, no, it's it's, it's Ben Washburn and myself. Oh, okay. Oh,
1: oh I love Ben. I know he was now. The, I'm gonna have to uh, get caught up on on this. Uh, podcast. I love Ben. He's been on the show before.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, okay. yeah. It's very funny. It's, uh, uh, it, what we do is we spend, uh, we, we, we spend a half hour talking about three different topics, and then we, we limit it to 10 minutes each.
1: Ooh. And so what's the name of the podcast again, just so people can look for
2: it? Uh, rule of Three with rule Tim and right. Ben okay, Oxford. Cool. All right, yeah.
1: Oh, it's funny. I was thinking about the Rule of Three the other day. I had a, um, a guy on I used to write with on a radio show and completely forgot to mention. He used to call that the Maury Amsterdam Rule. The rule set up, set up punchline, but uh, huh. yeah, yeah. So and uh, and it makes a nice pun for your uh, for your program. So do you guys do that? I reckon. Uh, what does you and Ben do it uh, via Skype or something like that, or because uh, he's you're in Chicago and he's last I heard in Washington DC.
2: Uh, parts unknown. Sometimes we actually did uh, we did actually did one episode uh, uh, with him actually at sea. Oh wow! So he was actually yeah he was actually working a cruise ship and he actually did it from his stateroom. So
1: I'm surprised because whenever I try to interview people that are doing ships, it's like, you have to wait till I get to port. <laughs> it's not going to work.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, it's because it's a, uh, it's about, uh, I, I think like $20 for like two gigs or something like that. Not okay. even, not could be two gigs. It's like, it's like $20 for a hundred megabytes or something like that. It's, it's ridiculous. The bandwidth out there.
1: So was he recording? I mean, was not recording. Was he performing out there? Or was it a vacation?
2: Yeah, no, no, he does, he does, he does cruise ships. Okay. Right ever... now, he's uh, right now he's going uh, up and up and down the uh, northeastern seaboard, going from uh, Boston to uh, uh, Prince Edward Island and back.
0: Oh
1: wow, that sounds like a nice, nice run. Uh, you ever do the ships?
2: I have never done the ships. I'm uh, I'm I'm afraid to do the ships.
1: How so? I, uh,
2: well, I I read Typee by Melville, and uh, the. the, the are you familiar with it? No, but I, <laughs> uh, okay, okay. It's uh, you, you know, Melville wrote Moby Dick, but right. he also he also wrote this book called Taipee. Okay, and it's uh, it's about I don't know if it was based on his experience or someone else's of uh, living on an island full of cannibals. <laughs> no, I've and been. basically, basically, what happened was him and another him and another uh, 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 whaler. He was on a whaling vessel, and they both jumped ship. And they, they, the the only the closest land was this island that was full of cannibals. So that's uh, ah. the story comes from there. But the reason why they jumped ship is that basically in those days, as an investor would give a, a, a captain, a ship captain, enough money to go get a whale. And they they he would pay for all the supplies to stock the ship, he all the all the you know, the salary to pay all the all the men on board. And then basically that ship was required to sail the seas until they found a whale. And, uh, there, there's a myth among whalers that, uh, that there still are some ships out there still looking for their whale, even though all the passengers have starved to death and died wow. that their ghosts are still on this ghost ship sailing endlessly looking for the whale. That's cool. And, uh, he, he was, him and his buddy were pretty afraid that they were on a ghost ship and uh, did not want to spend eternity looking for a whale. So they, they jumped overboard. And uh, 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 went AWOL.
1: So uh, how does this tie into your fear of uh, – you're afraid the ship will be a goat, I
2: think a there ship? are cruise ships with old <laughs> comics from Vaudeville still sailing the seas. Oh, okay. There
0: you go. They're well, still
2: doing two shows, but, a clean show and a dirty show every night in the comedy <laughs> lounge and have no idea that, that everyone on that ship died. <laughs> that, you
0: know, it's – um, <laughs>
1: It's funny. Uh, interestingly, uh, my wife tells me yesterday, she goes, hey, uh, OMD is doing the 80s cruise thing. I'm like, the 80s cruise? Thing? She, yeah, you know that thing where they get, they get on the ship in Miami and it's a bunch of 80s bands? And I'm like, really? So I looked it up and it's nobody else I could tolerate. Well, it's um, The Fix, which is all original members minus one. And the English beat, there should be an asterisk because it's just Dave Wakeling, uh, ranking Roger, runs a version of the beat in Britain. If it's the original English beat, I might be on board, so to speak. But, um, yeah, and then she's looking at the, all the activities and stuff. Dee Snyder of um, Twisted Sister is like the main guy, and I'm like, you know what? Uh, I love OMD, but I don't think I could suffer through the rest of those people.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you really want to Ooh. be stuck on a boat for a week with Dee Snyder? <laughs> oh, my God. Well,
1: uh, Terry Nunn from Berlin is on it, and she's great. So her, The Fix, Dave Wakeling could totally handle the rest of the lineup. Oh that's a hard sell for me, man. Especially for seven days. It might, it, it, I
2: got a, I, I got a satellite radio. Uh um I, I I bought a new used car and it it was the first one I had that had uh that had uh X M on it. Oh yeah. It, sh- it shows you what kind of cars I've been in the market for. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what vintage i tend to purchase so this was the first one i got a hold of that had it and so so I, I went online and uh of course they they uh oh you got it congratulations on your new purchase hey we'll as little welcome gift we'll give you three months free of uh, uh sirius xm i had never had it before and uh you digging it I, uh, it's, it's interesting. They have, uh, they, they have the, uh, that, that, new wave hits station. Yes,
1: I was going to say, yeah. Lori Majewski has a show on there, a friend of the show. And, uh, uh-huh.
2: yeah. I, like, I, start... I did not know that. I know, I know that Majure, uh was, what actually was with her, was on her lust for list. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Yeah. That the two of them did that together. Yeah, yep. Yep, yep, it, correct. Uh...
1: I guess Richard Blades on there too. And, uh, Dave Holmes was on Pardo's podcast talking about, uh, the, I guess the '70s channel one of the reruns the the uh, Casey Kasem top forty hits uh, the
2: the countdown yeah, yeah was, but, but what it, what I was talking about the, I never thought in, in all my life I I always opposed oldies I I, I, I for me it's like why do you want to go back it's uh, and uh, I I hate to admit. I've been enjoying the heck out of it. Oh, there you go. What, what would you listen
1: to? what specifically what like 70s hits, 80s hits, new wave, what Yeah, yeah, it's the new wave, it's the,
2: the new wave, new wave okay. of 80s hits. It's oh, awesome. the Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's, what's I mean, what, I forget what the station is. First wave I think is yeah, what the yeah. station well, is
1: called. Well, uh, honestly, a lot of the songs I, we we really they're like uh classic rock songs. We don't really need to I don't really need to hear Melt with you again. Uh, but ink and paper, I would love to hear again. So, I mean, did they go that deep? Because I was, was going to say with the, what Dave Holmes was saying is like on the 70s stage, when they play the top 40 countdown, the American top 40, they're forced to play stuff they don't normally play because they have to play the, you know, 31 through 40, which you probably don't hear now on your typical oldie station, but they run the countdown, so you have, they have to play them. So you get to hear some stuff you didn't, uh, normally hear. And every now and then, the old, the, the actual oldie station here, they play stuff from the 60s to the 80s will occasionally play something I've never heard before and I'm gonna be like, hey no, that's really cool. And maybe you can go back and investigate some stuff. But uh, I mean, do you, are there still new wave songs I guess that you're worn out on like that? Or are you
2: um you 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 know, they Yeah, yeah, there are there are some, but but I mean they all have they all have fond memories attached oh, to them. I mean I I, 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 you know, for the first time, I truly understand what people were doing when they were listening to Oldies Radio. I used to like Oldies Radio back when Oldies was before I was born.
0: Yeah, yeah, me
2: too. <laughs> because for me, That's it what's... was it was finding it was finding music that I had never heard. before. Exactly, so, I mean, yeah it was exploratory but then as oldies started started you know encompassing my youth it's like oh god yeah
1: <laughs> yeah it's uh, a Bro-
2: and a lot of these songs a lot of these songs never got radio play True. i mean that's the, that's the that's the interesting thing about it a lot of these because what happened during the 80s is that uh, is that uh, uh, the gen x started started listening to new music but uh, Madison Avenue was still focused on the boomers it was the largest yes. you know largest yeah, yeah. population of yep. youth ever and they were entering their consumer period so so as the as the 80s happened all, this, all the other radio stations were still playing 70s music i mean they had not changed their 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 lineup in you know in 10 years and why would they because you know they were they were still following the boomers
1: a lot of times when people do these 80s new wave Flashbacks. Unfortunately, you do get a lot of the stuff that were sort of, that did chart. There were hits, or like like your, your melt with use, your irans, your your things like that. But um, the, the station here, the, the Clear Channel station here, or, or iHeart Media, I guess, is it. to their credit, it's it's a, a modern alternative station. But at lunchtime, they do the lunch time flashback. And to their credit, they play a couple of the recognizable hits, you know, the general population. But they do play a lot of stuff that only we would know. Or we be super familiar with, so they're not playing necessarily goody two shoes by Adam and the Ants. They're playing sure. you know, maybe Ant Rap or uh, or something like that, or maybe even Friend or Foe. Or so. so that's that's usually pretty cool. I, I I dig that, but yeah, some things I just yeah you know, just get worn out after a while.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, cer- certainly. But the reason why I brought it up, and I think it is kind of relevant to uh, to, to to the reason why we're talking. Yes. is that uh, it. I didn't realize, and I don't know if it's because of the station, because of the first wave station, or if it was happening before. But uh, they, they keep announcing shows that these '80s acts are oh, doing. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And, my, and, I, and 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 perhaps it was, you know, it, it, and and they're they're actually also talking when they're interviewed. I think Midge actually mentioned that that he was coaxed back out on the road.
1: Same thing and, with uh, Tom Bailey, the Thompson and, Twins. Howard Jones told him, "You've got to come out and do this, man." So Tom right. Bailey, of Tom, which is really all you need, quite honestly. And he let the cat out of the bag a couple months ago. Like, oh, I turned I actually kind of did most everything on there. But really, Tom? <laughs> Thanks for connecting the dots.
2: <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, so 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 it, so it is interesting, and it is reassuring to me as as a comic that was re- uh, along in the '80s, is that what I see happening. Is that these? Is it that the, the, now all the all the kids have launched uh, 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 the, the generation that was listening to this music? Now has uh, time and uh, disposable income again. Yes, and uh, and that's and that's essentially what's fueling the, the 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 it's what's fueling the '80s cruises and these bands touring and uh, hopefully. Hopefully, that generation will remember how much they enjoyed going to the comedy clubs.
1: Oh, there you go. Right. Yeah. My uh, daughter was saying, um, she told someone she might go see. We were trying to, uh, in fact, I had to make a phone call about that after this, uh, going to see the Culture Club uh, Tom Bailey show uh, up in Dayton. And this girl snaps and goes, what isn't really Culture Club? It's just Boy George. And I'm, I'm like, well, actually, in this case, it is actual Culture Club. It is, is Boy George and the three original members of the band, oddly. Where a lot wow. of times it's not, but yeah, you do get that, and then get. I mean, yeah, sure.
2: I think flock of sea, uh, or I, yeah, <laughs> I think flock Skor, of seagull. Friend of the is show, actually. Yes, yes. Is he, um, actually,
1: but he always he did a show with those guys, including Paul Reynolds. He had a falling out. I I don't. He, I didn't really press hard on it, but I believe Paul Reynolds might have been a little of a boozy Susie, as David Spade would say. And is why he probably got booted out of the group in the first place. But he, um, yeah, he just gets a bunch of hired guns and, and goes out on the road
2: and uh, you know tours six well, months. Well, people just want people just want to see that haircut. That's exactly. all they want. Well, he doesn't have the anymore. Just, yeah, it's gone. He's it's a ball Completely cap, gone. But, so, I mean, um, yeah, that's all. That's uh You know, they could have just uh, shaved his head and put it in the Smithsonian, you know, and that would have uh, true. <laughs> People um, would have
1: been dead. Yeah. Well, we saw the uh, retro futuro tour last year, and it was great. It was um, like I said, English Beat was really just uh, ranking, not ranking. It was Dave Wakeling and a bunch of hired guns, and then but uh, modern English was everybody but the original drummer were on board. So it depends, you know. And Howard Jones was Howard Jones, and Paul Young was Paul Young. But uh, yeah, so I, I, for the most part, all the shows that we've seen have been pretty good. And I've actually over the past ten years, I've seen quite a lot of them actually. But uh, even when it's only some members, they're they're still pretty good. People still take it seriously, and you know, and rehearse and and bring their A game or try to. Sure. So, what new stuff are you into? Because I would, I know you're always interested in finding new bands, and I had to coax out of you last time, and you wouldn't tell me. And it turned out it was uh, you were listening to was it. I think it was
0: we don't have to
2: mention who that was do we I think yeah, I told you I think fine, I told you in confidence after the show you don't have well, to you don't need to be mad
1: about that they're both fine <laughs> I like like both those artists oh well okay that's fine that's that's what too, and I remember you had <laughs> the killers kick before and you got off of that and so can you say um,
2: no no it's, I just like keeping a little mystery in my really, life that's fine I'll, no no actually like I said it's actually what I've been doing is uh, I've been I've been rediscovering lately oh, I okay. haven't been I really haven't been. I have not been exploring. Oh, it's, okay. Uh, it's uh, the, the 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 satellite radio has become an obsession with me. Uh-huh. Have so you it's, uh huh. it's to re- me? it's really it's, it's interestingly you can you can you know you on first wave and the, the the nice thing about the first wave is is uh, uh it's the eighties but no Madonna.
1: That's the thing. See, when people and I tell people I like the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> when I tell people I like the '80s, I tell them I, I don't like the rubbishy '80s. <laughs> I like the good, and not I'm not mad at Madonna in particular, even Bruce Springsteen or Phil Collins for that matter. I've, I've softened over the years on that, but people still do need to understand the distinction. <laughs> That's important that they know that. Oh,
2: well, yeah, but yeah, but you, you know, it's uh, a lot of the songs they play on First Wave. You'll you you'll, you'll say, well, yeah, they would they would have played that video right before a Madonna video, yes. and the next song they play is the song that they would have played after the Madonna video. Yep. I mean, it's it it. it, it she definitely is uh uh an intentional exclusion i mean in the in the days she was just she was right up there with those other bands she sure. was i mean she was considered kind of a new wave she was when diva. She started, yeah
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Well, holiday sure. and all those when she first before she started really in you know, hitting this well, i could like a virgin probably was the I gave her that push over the cliff as they say in spinal Tap.
2: Yeah, but, I mean, if they're going to play the Go-Go's, and they have, sure. they, 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 you know, why would they ignore her? But I don't mind that they ignore her.
1: <laughs> But I think it should be reversed, whereas, like, on the your normal eighty station, you know, maybe you'd occasionally hear the Go-Go's or a flock of seagulls. Or it should be reversed, maybe on, you know, with the new yeah, wave station, yep. you should occasionally maybe hear uh, Madonna yeah, no, I mean, or uh, maybe Dire Straits or Police or someone like that. You know, people that kind of – Bowie, people that – well, not Bowie. You always hear Bowie. But uh, some of the people that kind of crossed over successfully. And kind of you know maintain their. Career.
2: But then you but then you flip it up one, and then you go to lithium, and then you got the you got the the you know the great alternative hits of the nineties, which is actually right. which is actually kind of interesting. It, it, it's to hear the to hear the transition from one to the other, and what happened what happened to music, you know, when the when the, when the, you know on the other side of the zero.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's a that's a big marking point because I remember me being a synth-pop fan. A lot of uh, synth-pop acts were about to head out onto the road and were kind of like information society. They were all friends with each other, too, information society, red flag, uh, an advocate for two from Dallas. And as soon as grunge hit in this country, bam, punched them right in the face and knocked them to the floor. And that was the and same thing happened in England. That's why uh, Andy McCluskey stopped doing omd for a while because he goes people don't you know get synths are out guitars are in oasis is the big thing no one wants to buy omd records and sure yeah and, so we and, then, the you,
2: and then you flip it over and then you flip it up one you, uh, and you, you would say well where the, this should be the hit uh, this should be the the, the millennial uh, uh hits yes alternative and it's not there yeah. there is no there is no two thousands there is no aughts yeah there is no strange. why we, we, i don't know why well,
1: I do see on Twitter and stuff because my, my daughter tags me in these things. The stuff she grew up listening to, and she was born in '97. Uh, the emo, they call it, which is late '90s, early 2000s. There's kind of a, a, an appetite for that because they, she always comments on these lists of uh, your, the top 20 emo songs you remember as a kid, and then she'll always comment and say, "No, you're wrong. These are the 20 songs." So she's very <laughs> opinionated about that. Wonder where she gets that. But uh, yeah,
2: but beyond that, well, there is yeah, a, yeah, there is an emo, there is an emo station higher up in the numbers.
1: Yeah, but, but it, like you're right, it's uh, not yeah. quite as marketed as strongly. Well, wow, this has been a fun conversation, and we didn't bring up politics once, and it's refreshing. Well, that's uh, yeah. Who wants to bring up politics? Exactly and right. And the, the whole reason a, I posted the the um, uh, the uh, live aid thing in the first place because just. Is worn out. So any other dates coming up, uh, people can look for you around the country apart from Minneapolis. We've got the podcast sorted. They can look for that, Rule of Three, with Ben Washburn, the very funny Ben Washburn. Uh, Anything else you want to plug?
2: No, not really. All right, cool, man.
0: All right. Well, we'll, <laughs>
2: well, uh, look, for I work. focus on that. I foc- always focus on the upcoming one. That's the, that's the go. most important. That's the most important. I'm like a dog. Okay. It's, uh, it's <laughs> that moment that you come home from work is the most important report point in my life. Awesome. So it's the next gig coming up. That's that's the one. That's the one I dance for.
1: All right, man. Great. Well, I'll try to get some ink for a uh, crash and burn in the fall. Um, and uh, and certainly, uh, yeah, well. This will be up for City Pages in the week you're there, obviously, and the, the podcast will drop in a couple of weeks. i got a couple in the can, so uh, trying to stay ahead of the game. But uh, good talking to you again, man. Love talking about music. Good talking to you, man. Uh, great, Tim. Bye. Bye. Thanks again to Tim Slagle for being on the show. You can catch Tim, let me see, August 21st. Through Saturday, August 25th, at the Acme Comedy Company up there in Minneapolis. The Wednesday, August 22nd show is called a First Responders Night, but I don't see any details on that. Uh, I reckon if you are a first responder, you might get some kind of deal to see the show. And then, of course, Tim will be there again later in the year, I believe, uh, doing another Crash and Burn. Maybe he does that in the spring, does the Crash and Burn uh, show that he was talking about, which is always fun. Other than that, uh, you know, look up the Rule of Three podcast. Uh, Look for Tim's, I think it's timslagle.com, is his website, and you can find him when he might be uh, near you in the future. So, in keeping with the fun 80s theme, oh boy, what a fun chat that was. Boy, so so refreshing not to talk about politics and social stuff with Tim. Uh, And I had no idea he was such a new wave daddy. I mean, and properly, I thought maybe he liked, you know, a couple of things, but man, he is like full in. It's so funny. So anyway, I thought it'd be fun to play this little ditty. This is from uh, a kid named Simon DeWitt. And he is from the Netherlands. I, he has he, he is he is either a band called The Blanks or he is in a band called The Blanks. Can't tell if it's one of those deals like the the where it's just the one guy, but uh, he, he's in a band called Blanks, and they sound kind of like a Beach House, uh, kind of, you know, kind of ethereal keyboardy kind of stuff. But um, he does these things online under his own name where he challenges people uh, to send him song names and he will do them in a particular style of your choosing. Well, he did this one uh, by Post Malone. The song is called Better Now. Someone said, hey, do that in an 80s style. And he does do it. It's kind of a cheesy 80s style. Uh, kind of the 80s that like Tim and I were discussing that we didn't like. But it's so good. I would say it's more actually maybe a late 70s, early 80s vibe. But the kid is super talented. And uh, th- this is uh, Simon DeWitt doing Post Malone's Better Now 80s style it's our song of the week on PS Tape Recorder so long and thanks for listening you probably think that you are better-